0: I made the cleanest copy. You know, I pieced you, that you together. You copied the thing
1: after it got sanitized. I,
0: I, well, you know what? I You know that common friend of ours? Mm-hmm. The one with the glasses, the round mm-hmm. glasses. All right, I have been aching to get down to New York with him so we can go to Costello's and get the whole one. Like I, I have see. been like, let's go, let's go. Because I uncovered with the stuff that we had gotten. I uncovered little bits and pieces. And I even cloned his phone that was pulling more data than anything else. And the metadata, I actually sat down and parsed that. I have so much, you know, that's how I found the cartel stuff and pictures. I remember the mayor was like, where'd you get all these pictures? They weren't there before. And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I just prayed over it. So there is a lot because I there's think- a
1: ton. If I told you how much there I know, is, I know. I'm I know. sitting on my desk because I would get wet, it's offshore in three different places, and it's onshore. In, in
0: a lot of other people's buried hands. Buried under a
1: rock next to a log by a tree in a national park. kind of fits yeah. it, fits <laughs> it.
0: I know. But I, have, I access. have it with me at the Reawaken America tour. Mm. I showed it to the world. You know, in there, so much national security, so many crimes, so much enrichment. It's, it's terrible. They're done. Yeah. Joe Biden is done.
1: Yeah, and, it's and a lot more than that. Like so it's, everyone it's, needs it's, to keep cool. We have got dead man switched on. We've got three dead man switched. Yeah, we got a ton of yeah. This has all been set up. Anything happens to me, I'm actually trying to be constructive. I don't want to. My audience it's can so tell explosive you that, what we have. It's so explosive. I, it, I, my I,
0: audience can tell you that months ago I told them that Hunter Biden and Ashley Biden were colluding together
1: yeah, uh, to, really. to please that. Well, yeah, before Hunter yes. did it, I think that that explains why. Before Hunter brought his laptop in, he to that shop he, he actually you. deleted yeah. the really yeah. bad stuff. Yes, but we both know people. Yes, yes. So that's all been recovered and is now in my in my. Let's say I don't want to say possession because if you possess certain types of things, like. Certain types of things, then that's you're guilty of a crime. Like, yes, if there's, if, if, for example, there's children having sex or something, yes, we know that.
0: Like, I've so seen, I want
1: to possess. Let's remember. say it was all left so I could retrieve in a way. So, I, I, uh, we got it. So, we have so much and we have so much on the election fraud that is just on right. the verge of coming out. Speaking so, of,
0: speaking only of, crime.
1: somebody doing something dumb in a convoy is going to lose this for us.
0: Uh, Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's why my concern was when I saw in Canada, these leftist tactics and the same photographers that I've been seeing in the background that are, you know, during the rise up DC underground, you know, and all these groups, when I saw them in Canada, I freaked out. You know, I was like, people use discernment. These people, there's good people that went down to J6 right and the thing is this is something that i say when you're in a in a rally right it's like being at a concert ever been at a concert patrick you're sitting at a concert like metallica and you're like these people are idiots they're headbanging and then they're banging their head and you're like yeah you know it's kind of fun let me bang mine too you know uh, because everyone else is doing it that's how it is you get this thing that's why people regular people that were outside the capitol just walked in because everyone
1: else was doing it they I kind know of just a, felt that rush i know a wonderful womenager. woman I know a wonderful woman, Dr. Simone Gold. You met her. I love her, yeah. Yeah. Now, she went into the Capitol on January 6th, which is public, I'm not saying. And she did a selfie of herself reading a statement there in the rotunda. She says that, like, you walk when you walked up, there was nothing to tell you that you weren't supposed to go in. On any normal day, you can just walk into Congress. Of course, that was a – but she not says day. it was yeah. all sort of – definitely there was – nothing there to tell you you're not supposed to be going in and she went in with i mean she wasn't there on the front lines i I recently saw a new movie where you see the magnetic door some cop on the inside on a security camera goes up the door shut and he starts yelling at somebody pointing the door and somebody unlocks a magnetic lock so it opens so they can let people in and i uh and she she went in and she said she had no sense that she was doing anything inappropriate it Kind of the police are kind of are there in one port saying, Well, it's the people's house, you can come in and get it. So they come in, she reads something in the rotunda, just a statement about Medium or something. So, and you know, it, it clearly was a, yeah, so not everyone in, by any means was bad. I, you know, 700 people went in. I'd love to know how many of them were federal assets, how many of them were under instructions from the <laughs> Fed. And I bet I think it's going to turn out to be about 100 or 200. If we ever really get the news, let's say 100. Um,
0: I wanted wanted to address something. So a lot of people jump into my chat all the time and start talking about you and General Flynn all the time. And they just start talking about Pegasus. I want to say something on that. Let me tell you guys something about Pegasus. No one admitted that it ever existed. That software has been recreated so many times. The time that people found out it existed was when Apple created a patch for it. Okay? Okay. So Pegasus has been around forever. Everybody and their mother that has access to that dead initial weapon, because right? <laughs> it is a weapon, right? Um, you know, it has been revamped many times. So stop talking smack and repeating parroting things that you're getting from idiots because they're obviously not knowledgeable talking about products like that, that were used for times of war. Uh, sorry. I had to say it because so many people were putting it in there. It just, it, it, it annoys me. They don't even know what they're talking about, Patrick. That's the thing. People are regurgitating. Things they see online as if they're experts, and they keep it as a talking points. Like when they keep saying you're CFR, and I'm like, "Damn, that's just a title that gets you into clubs."
1: Like you know, my, I did a whole video about CFR explaining it yeah. and my involvement the other night up on locals.
0: Yeah, but but you deserve to get that title because you you're, you're smart. You know, you're really well, smart, and you contribute to conversations. And it's supposed to be about having. You know, candid and uncomfortable conversations. Obviously, it's morphed into something else, but the only people let into that club are the people that actually, uh, you know, get together and have these difficult conversations about society, about, you know, uh, foreign politics and policies and engagements. I mean, I'm sorry. I I, I call it like it is, you know, and it it upsets me that in the age of information, you know, ignorance is a damn choice, right? right? And it seems like people are picking the ignorance card all the time rather than reading because like i said people don't read anymore they look at pictures and headlines and what the majority they think says and I get so frustrated when I hear things like that and when I see it, especially when I see it in my chats. Um, and right now all you can see is the Twitch interface. I have other interfaces that I'm looking at on my end. Um, yeah, that are more free open, you know, on the internet too. And they just talk, 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 and it gets aggravating after a point when they just keep calling, saying the same thing. Um, I wanted to say, okay, so with the with the trucker, com- we're like totally on the same page on that. I saw this one guy put out a, a TikTok saying, why don't we reroute all the trucks to the southern border so we could get people to start talking? I mean, that would be cool too. But again, you know, because then you'd get all the cameras with all the truckers blocking the wall that isn't built, <laughs> right? And then you'd have to force politicians to turn up and talk about it because people wouldn't move their 18 wheelers from the middle of nowhere where there's no walls. I mean, that kind of sounds, if people really wanted to do something with 18 wheelers, they could do that. They could go to the Southern border. Um, you know, but that could also be a disaster because momentum, which is the core of training of all these cells. And that's what baffles me how the DOJ is putting out all these things about domestic terror, but they're not looking at the government and Democrat union funded
1: training programs. It, momentum, Sunrise, are they still operating, Sunrise? Oh,
0: yeah, all of them. And they've have new cells, too. And they're recruiting children as young as 12. I mean, these are teachers that are recruiting the kids, uh, uh, training them t- 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 to resist. And you're thinking, resist what? You got exactly what you wanted and you're not happy now? What are you resisting? And they're planning a massive protest in March. And I still haven't figured out the target. In oh, DC,
1: well, they are,
0: they are. in March. The, um, number, the isn't are. it
1: about the voting? They're going to be. Roe pro
0: versus vote. Wade, I think, or is it? A, I believe that what they were talking about is
1: the voter ID. I think um, we need to keep disc- way the hell away from that. Yes. We do not want any. God, we are so close. We can taste it. I know. At the inside, oh it's thirty. What is it? What what week are we in now? We're at the end of it. We got March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. We got eight months, thirty-two to thirty. Call it thirty-six weeks, thirty-seven weeks. We've put up with this stuff for what seventy weeks now. We can survive another thirty-six weeks until we have an election. But don't give me the excuse. Even before that, over the next four to six weeks, there is stuff hitting, and I wish people will just be – just wait until you see Dinesh D'Souza's movie, which is – is that early May or early April? Early I April? think it's April, but wait till you see mine too. Between now – exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, between now and early April, we got them. We're going to yes. be we – we're pummeling them. They, we have People stuff. don't
0: seem to understand how close I am with my case.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I tell it your case? Yeah, for? This? Yeah, yeah, of course. Tory has this wonderful lawyer. May I mention his name? Ed? Yeah, Russell? they
0: know him. They
1: love him. He's a wonderful guy. He's smart. And he has very sharp and he's got cojones. Yes, he's he got, you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't. He just doesn't care. He's like us. He'll go to the firing squad with the rest of us if that's what it takes. He's a, real, he's a Marine. He uh, The case that these guys did was so clever. Can I talk about the different districts in Tennessee and how you played sort of ping pong together?
0: Well, well, here's the
1: thing I want to mention.
0: The the, the first case was scary for me. My audience knows that because I'm very vocal about it because the judge that was assigned to me, the, the crazy thing is when I filed just against Dominion in federal court, the crazy thing is when he got the receipt after paying my $400 fee, Mm -hmm. A law firm popped up. There was no judge assigned, but a law firm was notified. And that law firm is tied to the federal government, specifically Pentagon and agency. Mm. One person's name is Aaron Pig. I remember that because I was like, what a weird name. Pig. Yeah. Pig, like oink, oink. Um, So Mm. Russell in that case was very strategic. Like, I couldn't believe how strategic he was from serving them to the timing of the date. And I have to be very grateful for Mayor Giuliani that we happened to be in his presence uh, when the judge was starting to play games. That one was a scary one because that judge actually sentenced someone to prison without evidence, but because people could testify with tangible evidence that the person had the capabilities of doing the cyber shenanigans that um they alleged he was doing uh you know capabilities and methods so i just wanted to say that that was the first case and then after that gun just stepped in and just did it but go ahead tell them how amazing
1: russell is because
0: i don't give him enough praise
1: russell filed one uh, tennessee has three federal districts western central eastern he filed in the central district drew a bad judge you were a judge who had buried Snowden, right? Or, or somebody who worked with, uh, not, no, with not Assange.
0: With Assange. Assange, yeah. Well, and Assange I mean, is a
1: bad guy in my mind. Assange yeah. is a yeah. um, That, uh, But before it could be made, made permanent, he himself dismissed it, which he can do once, dismissed it, bounced it to a state court that was in the eastern part of Tennessee. Then, and released some of the defendants, added others, gets it into the state court in Nashville, then.
0: You know, he goes
1: to Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Which everyone,
0: yeah. Everyone there is guns, God and country.
1: Like, and, and, then, and then they, and then you guys brought in Cohen, a congressman. So Pelosi lawyers say, now that there's a congressman involved, we're going to pull this into federal court. You don't want to do that. That's expensive. And they, and and uh, Tory's lawyer said, Let's go. Did yeah. it anyway. It got pulled up into federal court. He got rid of a couple more defendants that he didn't need then on purpose and got it. And it ends up in the lap of a judge in the Eastern District, the federal district of Tennessee, who's a 2019 Trump appointee. And he's saying, Giddy up, go for it. And he backs Tory's play and Russell's play. Well, they go after Haldeman. They go after another federal judge. They subpoenaed – had anyone ever had subpoenaed a federal judge?
0: No one has. And you know that lawyer friend of ours that we have in common, you know, which one that we talk to together? Yes. Yeah. yeah he was like, no one's ever done that. That he just told him no one's done that. And he's like, yeah, why not? Let's just do it. There's always a first for everything. This has never happened in U S history. So why not? So we've got Amy Toddenberg on order to show cause. And now we have Halderman, which is really weird, right? I don't understand how this person has such a massive law firm protecting him because the curling case didn't have that law firm at first. Oh, really? it makes me it makes me feel like the Seth Rich thing. You know when that happened, suddenly this law firm came to keep everyone quiet and shut up? That's kind of how I'm feeling it. You
1: know, it's, it's like the it only makes- thing you need to know about Seth Rich to make your decision about what really happened. Seth the download of the emails that showed up at WikiLeaks were downloaded if the official story is they were downloaded by the Russians in a hack coming through like three or four levels of VPN. Well, if they had done that, they would have been lucky to have achieved one megabit per second.
0: Yeah, that's not true. It was a hard drive direct copy of the DNC server by Seth.
1: It was downloaded at 36 megabits per second, which is consistent with a thumb drive. It's not consistent with somebody hacking in over the internet from Russia and going through four different levels of VPN. It was an SD drive to be specific. A what?
0: an SD drive high capacity SD drives
1: so that was downloaded directly within the offices of the DNC rich did that so listen we have so much that's a, that's about to come out we have uh, so i am so afraid this this convoy could not have happened at the worst time. I got to tell well, they you know
0: what they're doing, right? Patrick, they know what they're doing. The left knows exactly what they they're doing. They amplify it. They give someone a good idea to run with it. Someone's like, yeah, this is a good idea. We could do the same thing. And then boom, there we go. I, you know what? I actually surveyed that. I actually called the railways, right? Myself. On my own accord, right, in a morning months ago, and I told Union Pacific, dude, they're robbing your trains in, in in California. Stop delivering to California. Make Newsom pay for that. Make him pay for security, right? You keep losing product. Like who's paying for that? You know, the people are paying for that. And then a couple months a couple weeks later, he came out and said exactly what I told them. Because I was calling everyone. And I was like, if the railways refuse the mask mandate, it would have been game over for the whole nation. And none of them- How could they have done that? It's a federal- they could have. They could have because they're independent. They don't rely on social security. They have their railroad retirement board. They're governed by different laws and they could have done it.
1: Can I tell you a story about a, mil- a military guy? I referred to him in the speech you saw me give a couple of nights ago. I-, I was talking to a military pilot And I asked him about Dr. Teresa Long and her affidavit and stuff. And it's a military pilot who's about to be kicked out because he doesn't have, he won't get maxed. And he's been, he's made religious application. He's a real religious guy, demonstrably. It's, it's pending. So he hasn't been kicked out yet.
0: Same thing with my friend. You remember my friend, the Lieutenant Colonel? Yes. She's on that too. Now they're, she's there with, with him. I mean, same thing.
1: Well, he, uh, I said to him, "Did you do you know about Teresa Long's affidavit?" He says, "Yes, of course." We and I, I said, "Did you take it to, to your own flight surgeon?" He said, "He took it to his flight surgeon, and his flight surgeon Well, oh, that's just someone else's opinion.' And that this doc, that's this this, uh, this fellow who's a forty-eight-year-old, you know, uh, army pilot." seasoned guy starts pushing his flight surgeon to get his psychology. And he says, really, the psychology really is as this simple. It is that the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, has signed off. And given that he has signed and taken off, if he had not signed, there would be a lot of thinking up and down the chain, but because he signed off at the highest level, everybody's ass is covered if they just follow that instruction. They don't want to do any thinking themselves. And when he talked to his own flight surgeon, that's eventually what the flight surgeon came out with. He acknowledged that, look, is given that Lloyd Austin signed off on it, my ass is covered if I go along with this and just do it. And well, that means that he's Uh, And, you know, he's convinced the guy that this is not FDA. These experimental use authorizations are not the same as FDA approval. There's a bunch of double talk about that. And he says his flight surgeon understands all that, understands all that, but has just decided my ass is covered because Lloyd Austin signed off on it.
0: That's how Hitler worked.
1: Yeah. So it it really is. It really is. The Milgram experiment. It's. Mm -hmm. I take all responsibility. Science demands that you continue. I'll take all responsibility. Go ahead. Someone else is taking responsibility. People will shock a stranger to death. This is the Milgram experiment written large. I know it's funny. I know a professor, if professor who taught me the Milgram experiment 40 years ago that I'm in contact with now I'm in contact with, he just can't see anything that's going on. It's like, he knows all this theory, but he just, he doesn't buy a word of what we're saying. He thinks this is all just normal. He doesn't see any, none of this stuff. Trips I,
0: every him. six months for the past, I think the first time I showed it was 2019, like the first quarter of the year. I show the Milgram experiment where it's the white coats and the guy's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want do to. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm taking full responsibility. <laughs> and then the guy shocks him and he's like, the guy's not talking. He might be dead. It doesn't matter. I take full responsibility. And the guy does it again. And you're just like, why? Why would people do this? That Let was me, the best. That- well, hold on. I can pull it up. The, the, it, explain to them what the importance is of the Milgram experiment. And I'll pull up that little section right now.
1: Well, Tori and I were somewhere this weekend. Where were we that we gave a talk? Akron, Ohio?
0: At uh, uh, Canton,
1: Canton. I always get them confused. Canton, Ohio. And I, I didn't know that Tory world knows about it. I got up and gave, open my speech. My speech was called Obedience to Authority and a Way Forward. And I talked for 10 minutes about the Milgram experiment. I had no idea afterwards because I went out, Tory and I went out and met a bunch of Tory, Ohio people. And they said, don't you know, Tory talks about Milgram all the time. Yeah. That book is so amazing called Obedience to Authority. And one of the things that's amazing is the transcripts in it. I didn't know there were videos. I would love to see the videos. But the. the- okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's revisit it. Let's revisit it. Here we go.
2: It is May 1962. An experiment is being conducted in the Elegant Interaction Laboratory at Yale University. The subjects are 40 males between the ages of 20 and 50 residing in the greater New Haven area. They were obtained by a newspaper advertisement and direct mail solicitation. The subjects range in occupation from corporation presidents to good-humormen and plumbers, and an educational level from one who had not finished elementary school to subjects who have doctorate and other professional degrees. Right.
3: Right now, both of you have been paid. So let me sit right down. Let me say that the checks are yours simply for showing up at the lack. And from this point on, no matter what happens, the money is yours. I should like to tell both of you a little about the memory project. Psychologists have developed several theories to explain how people learn uh, various types of material. Uh, Some of the better-known theories are treated in the book over there, The Teaching Learning Process by Cantor. One theory is that people learn things correctly whenever they get punished for making a mistake. A common application of this theory would be when parents spank a child who does something wrong. But actually we know very little about the effect of punishment on learning because almost no truly scientific studies have been made of it in human beings. Now, for instance, we don't know how much punishment is best for learning, and we don't know how much difference it makes as to who's giving the punishment, whether an adult learns best from an older or a younger person himself or many things of this sort. So what we're doing in project is bringing together a number of adults of different occupations and ages, and we're asking some of them to be teachers and some to be learners. We want to find out just what effect different people have on each other as teachers and learners, and also what effect uh, punishment will have on learning in this situation. Therefore, I'm going to ask one of you to be the teacher uh, here this afternoon, and the other be the learner. The machine gene. uh, generates electric shocks. When you press one of the switches all the way down, the learner gets a shock. When you release it, the shock stops, you see, like that. The switch will remain in this middle position after you've released it to show you which switches you've used on the board. Of course, if you were to press uh, any one of them again, the learner would get another shock.
2: All subjects are given identical instructions and the sample shock.
3: I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and estimate the number of holes you receive in the sample shock. Uh, Do not open your eyes until I tell you to do so, please. Close them now. Okay, you may open your eyes and using the voltage scale... Here, would you uh, estimate for me the number of volts you received, please? You may also use the verbal designation, slight, moderate, strong, so forth to help you. Same line. A number, please. Would you? About 75. 75. No, actually it was 45 here. <clears throat> Although it may have seemed stronger because of the uh, electrode paste, which provides a perfect contact.
4: Alright,
3: let's go on to our instructions. We will begin with this test. Uh, you will read each pair of words in this list once to the learner until you've read through the entire list. Direct your voice toward that microphone as the rooms are of partially soundproof. After you've read through the list once, you will go on to the next page. And here, starting from line A, you will read the word in large letters along with each of the other words in the line. For example, in the first line you read, blue, boy, girl, grass, hat. Now, after you've read the four choices, the learner pushes one of the switches on the board in front of him. And the number he has selected will light up in this box. One, two, three, or four. Now, if he gives the correct answer, you say correct and go on to the next line. The correct answer is underlined and is also indicated in the right margin. Yeah. If he were to indicate the wrong answer, you would say wrong. Then tell him the number of volts you're going to give him. Then give him the punishment. Then read the correct word pair once. And then go on to the next line. For example, if he indicated 3 for blue, you would say wrong. 15 volts. You press and release the switch. Read blue girl. And then go on to the next line. I see. Now, each time he gives a wrong answer, you move up one switch on the shock generator. I see. And it's important that you follow this procedure exactly. So to help you, uh, let me go through it again very quickly. I would suggest you read the list and the test at a brisk pace to keep it
2: moving. The victim was an accomplice of the experimenter. The drawing was rigged so that the naive subject was always the teacher, and the accomplice always became the learner.
5: Well, of a hundred people placed
2: in this situation, how many do you think would just go right on to the end? And Mr. Wallace's, Mr. Wallace were out there and say Mr. Williams, for some reason or other, said keep
4: going. You're asking me how many A hundred, right. Well, personally, I think,
2: yeah, if you get one or two, you'd be lucky. Well, I'm not sure lucky is, is the right <laughs> word. Forty psychiatrists at a leading medical school were also asked to predict the performance of 100 hypothetical subjects. They predicted that only a little more than one-tenth of one percent of the subjects would administer the highest shock on the board. Yet actually, 50% of the subjects obeyed the experimenter's commands fully in the experiment depicted in this film.
4: I'm 65 volts. Time.
3: I don't know
4: that. Continue, please. Go on. Well, there's a lot of them here, you know. You have a heart condition there. You want me to go?
3: Just continue,
4: please. Sh- sharp. Axe, needle, stick, blade. Nice, Ask, Wrong to 180
3: volts. Please continue,
4: teacher. Neil, you're going to get a shock. 180 volts. Oh. I can't
2: stand the pain.
3: Let
4: me out of it. can't know. stand it. I'm not going to kill that man. Do you, you hear him hollering? I said have.
3: before, the shocks may be painful, but yeah, they're not dangerous. They're hollering,
4: he can't stand it. What if something happens
3: to him? The experiment requires that you continue, teacher. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs>
4: I'm not going to get that man sick of that. I mean, he's hollering there. You know what I mean? I mean, he's whether the
3: learner likes it or not, we must go on until well, he's learned I mean, all the uh, words. Here. I'd
4: refuse to take the responsibility of getting hurt in that. I'm not. I mean, he's under
3: hollering. It's absolutely essential that you continue
4: teacher. There's too many left here, and I mean, geez, he gets wrong here. There's too many of them left. I mean, who's going to take the responsibility if anything happens to that gentleman? I'm
3: responsible for anything that happens here. Continue, please. All
4: right, next one. Slow. Wrong. Answer his neck. 300 volts. I absolutely refuse to answer anymore. Get me out of here. You can't hold me here. Get me out. Get me out of here. Continue. The
3: next word is green, please. Green. Grass, hat,
4: ink, apple. And I
3: can't go on, I to answer. If the learner doesn't answer in a reasonable time, about four or five seconds, consider the answer wrong and follow the same procedures you have been doing for wrong answers. Say wrong, tell them the number of votes, give them the punishment, read them the correct answer. Oh, man.
4: Continue, please. Something's happened to that man in that. National gold, dollar necklace, moon paint. Something's happened to that man in that you better check in on him, sir. He won't answer me or nothing.
3: Please continue. Go on, please. You accept all responsibility? The responsibility is mine. Correct. Please go on.
4: Brave woman, soldier, dog, horse. Answer is woman. 450 volts. That's it.
3: Now continue using the last switch on the board, please. The 450 switch for each wrong answer. Continue, please.
4: I'm not getting no answer.
3: Please continue. The next word is white.
4: But you think you should look in on him, please?
3: Not once we've started the experiment. But what if
4: something's happened to the man attack or something there?
3: The experiment requires that we continue. Go on, please. Don't it, don't
4: the man's health mean anything?
3: Whether the learner likes it or not, we but must. But he know. might
4: be dead in there. I mean, some people can't take this shock, sir.
3: Please I mean, continue. I don't
4: tend to be rude, but I mean, I think you should look in on him. Whether I mean, l- all you got to do is look at the door. I don't get no answer, no noise, something I think has happened to the gentleman in there, sir.
3: We must continue. Go on, please.
4: You're going to keep giving what, 450 volts every shot now?
3: That's correct. Continue. The next word is white.
4: White. 450 volts. next one is short. Sentence movies first time.
3: I right, excuse me teacher. We'll have to discontinue the experiment I'd like to uh, ask you a few questions if I may.
2: how do you feel? About
4: I feel alright, but I don't like what's happened that I fall in there He's been hollering and we had to keep giving him shocks. I didn't like that one bit I mean he he wanted to get out and he just kept going kept throwing 450 volts. I don't like that He wouldn't even look at on that gentleman
2: Well, who was actually pushing the switch?
4: I was But he kept insisting. I told him no, but he said, it got to keep going. I told him it's time we stopped when we got up to 195, 210 volts. But why did not you just stop? He wouldn't let me. I wanted to stop.
2: Many people not knowing much about the experiment claim that subjects who go to the end of the board are sadistic. Nothing could be more foolish as an overall characterization of these persons. The context of their action must always be considered. The individual, upon entering the laboratory, becomes integrated into a situation that carries its own momentum. The results, as I observe them in the laboratory, are disturbing. They raise the possibility that human nature cannot be counted on to insulate men from brutality and inhumane treatment at the direction of malevolent authority. A substantial proportion of people do what they are told to do irrespective of the content of the act and without limitations of conscience, so long as they perceive that the command can from a legitimate authority. If in this study, an anonymous experimenter could successfully command adults to subdue a 50-year-old man and force on him painful electric shocks against his protests, one can only wonder what government, with its vastly greater authority and prestige, can command of its subject.
0: And this is where we are today, isn't it? it I is. show this every six months. People are like, Hey, I've watched this before with you, but this is exactly where we are. That's why, you know, when people were, uh, this is why I, I put in questions to people. Is the CDC an authority? Can your health director in your state, if they're not elected, be an actual authority because they're simply appointed? Are they the authority over your body? These are all questions we should be asking ourselves. And the Karens
1: are the people that subdue themselves to such authority. When that's exactly them, who they are. The karen yeah. That's who they are. They're the Karens. The yeah, people who don't do that are the Karens. Correct.
0: That's what I, that's what I, when the Karens started coming out, the mask police, you know, where they were getting, before they started the mandatory vaccines, I was telling my audience, I want you to watch this video. Because these are the types of personalities and people that will be the contact tracers, that will be coming to your home to get you because you didn't get the vaccine, that will tell you you have COVID and you must be locked down. They will snitch on you if you have a party. We saw a lot of that, didn't we? Where they were calling cops on people. You know, why did you let your kids play outside when you're on lockdown? This is why I kept showing it because people need to remember. Uh, what did I, I mean? I sent you the video link in your telegram so you can have that specific one with the narration. Uh, what did I mean? I was so happy when you shared it that, you know, I forgot to say thank you because you're amazing, <laughs> you know, when you were speaking. I got you. But I'm so glad you showed that, and maybe you next time you speak, you can show portions of this video.
1: I'm going to use that, and the people—it's—it's it's exactly what's going on now. And what the—the the, the book you should pay—that happened in 1961. The book came out in '71, Obedience to Authority. They could never do social experiments like this today because it put people under too much stress. But there are transcripts in the book about who stands up to the scientists. And what's funny to me is when I read the transcripts of the people who stand up, the thing that in general they have in common is there that I saw and it, that I noticed is they're what we would now call the deplorables. It's the plumber who says when the guy says, you have no choice, you have to continue. The guy, There's literally one transcript, but the guy says, well, maybe if this was communist Russia, but this is America and I always got a choice. And I mean, they, they, give the, they analyze it correctly. That's the 32 percent. Those are the people watching your show. That's everybody on our – And you know what? I've tried all my life to sort of reach across the, reach across and be friends with different camps. But deep down, there are a bunch of people I really didn't like. But I always reached it, and they are, they're the what? They are the. It's the people who think highly of themselves are yeah, educated. Them the pseudo-educated, pseudo-educated. Right. The fake intellectuals, the intellectuals, the I just think it's so so many, all the intellectuals I know practically are on the wrong side of this one. There's Well, I'm not in contact like I used to be. My sister
0: is. The philosophy
1: professors that I used to know and look up to, these kinds of people, they're all on the wrong side. I always knew it. I always knew they had no stuff into them. Some of them, I bet you I could pick out off the top of my head the two or three philosophy professors in my past who are absolutely dead set against everything going on? Because I, I, and when I look back and I, I try to see what is it that made me gravitate to some people and not others, what I can I now know what it is. The ones that I really have was always polite to and tried to be friendly with, but never really liked, just kind of faked it. Are the people I know that would they be the ones going all the way to four fifty?
0: Oh yeah, you know I, you know who shocked me, Chomsky. Chomsky would be okay with all this stuff. Oh, oh, it, oh, yeah. Did you it
1: see what you me. said? It shocked me. I was a shocked. ago, right? Always, scratch a lefty like him, you get a goon. I'm sorry. Right. But the thing is, he's so, he's such a
0: genius. And then you're like, doesn't a, a moment. Deep right. down,
1: he's empty. He's, he's empty. He, I'm, I'm, time we say that. His, you know, he's actually, I shouldn't, I know a lot about Chomsky. No,
0: I know. I, so do I. You know, he was a linguist first, right? Yeah. I know. I, I know a lot about him too, and and it hurts me. I have family members. Someone, yeah. you know, I have a sibling, a PhD from Green College, right, and is on that page too. You know, on the Chomsky I, page. Yeah, same page. Like that. We must, you know. And I'm like, well, well Chomsky. I'm, Choms-
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. You finish. No,
0: I know. No, no. I was just saying. I feel. I feel you because I have a lot of people. Because I'm I consider myself smart, right? And I've you know mingled with very smart people and I, I just don't see how they don't see it.
1: Well, it's bizarre to me. I'm actually going back and forth with a philosophy professor from a very important one in my past. A guy who's written about the Holocaust endlessly. He's written about Nuremberg and all this stuff. He's as duped as dupe gets. None of his principles that he's written about or that he taught me. Have any application. He just can't see what's going on. Chomsky, about a month or two ago, you saw the inner goon came out. He said something about how those who have not taken the vaccine should be removed from society or should be kept from society. After all, today are the ones who decided to, you know, based on no science, the science turns out not well to be bunk. Yeah. The science never supported that position. Even then, it didn't support that position. All these guys are looking for, if you scratch them, what they are are puny little souls who dream of their day that they could be in charge and giving people orders. That's what they are. I've been, because I've run companies, I've built a company with 2,000 people, but I've, and I ran one for Buffett with 3,000 people. I've been in the position of hiring a lot of people, and people used to laugh how I would salt my hires with liberal arts majors, people with history, linguistics, degrees the history degrees philosophy degrees like me things like this and it actually worked okay you'd be my hit rate was I probably batted about 500 with those kinds of people turned into great people in the right it business sense that, well yeah but what happened I would say it was about 2005 or 2008 after that not a single one of those people that I ever hired ever amounted to shit and I know ones that I know ones who like came in, spent six to twelve months working in a bit in an environment, and this is like the early, this is like overstock. So we're all figuring stuff out. It's a new company, or we were all figuring new things out. Everyone on the internet was figuring how to do stuff. And everyone in the company, I was always looking for people who could figure new things out. People started coming in with philosophy and history and literature degrees who were complete nothings intellectually. They they had learned to memorize and regurgitate some ideologies, and they so after years of success with my little program, uh, people used to always think it was funny. I brought in these intellectuals and put them in settings, and they would some many of them, half of them would grow, blossom and just be fantastic and bring different points of the. Somewhere around I'd say 08, it stopped working, and they just were terrible. And here's what's funniest is when they would leave or get fired or leave they would go back into academia or into law school. I know someone who got, I don't know, perfect LSAT scores after leaving us and having been one of the worst employees ever had out of, I probably had 20,000 employees over 20 years, maybe 10,000 over 20 years at Overstock. One of the people who was known for being the absolute Worse, no one wanted to work with him. No one wanted to have anything to do with if everything that he was put involved with. After a, a few months, people said, "Get rid of this person. They're just like a mouth, and they just they can't even have meetings with this person in the room. He's so obstructionist and tendentious, and has all these skills that he had, had picked up at a in a in a highfalutin university philosophy department." That person got left, thankfully scores perfect on the LSATs and became a clerk to a couple federal judges one after another and has had the, and had this rocking legal thing, went to a very fine law school, Ivy League law school. I won't say which one because I don't want to identify them and went on and then clerked for two federal judges. So top of the line mind on that scale, but in an actual situation that required that people could come out of community college. And if they were smart, because none of this stuff had been figured out. If they were smart, we were all figuring things out together. And it was like a constant for the first 10 years of Overstock's history. It was like being in a grad seminar because we were all just smart people sitting around tables, trying to figure out, trying to solve problems. The people, people came in with that intellectual background by around 05 to 08. They were completely useless. And when they would move on, into these other things, they would do very, very. So that tells me that we have federal judges and and that, that universe of people. When I look, I look at them and I think, God, if they actually had to make a living in a competitive environment, they'd be like, say again,
0: they'd fail.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they, you know, they would just, they, you, you couldn't, in a business situation, they would be, they were horrible. They were absolutely horrible, unproductive, couldn't get anything done, couldn't figure anything out. But in the law, they write beautifully and stuff. So I uh, I well, really I, 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 I had in education in around 2005 to 2008. And it's the beginnings of wokeism. When wokeism became the standard across the liberal arts is when they just became tools. They came total tools. And there was no one in the country. The American Philosophical Association used to have me come and give speeches about how great it was to hire philosophy uh, majors because they came in with you know, they, all these great mental skills and stuff. The truth is I didn't have the heart to tell them. But after around 2008, it was a complete waste, total You're, waste. They, they, I, I agree with you. Logs.
0: I agree with you. I mean, I haven't hired as many people as you have, but with projects that I had, I would always go for the scrappy people. Yeah. Uh, people that were scrappy, people that would think outside the box, I would ask them questions that had nothing to do with the job description. Most of them were dolphin speakers, right? Um, and those can either be very limp and require structure and others can be scrappy. And it's usually the scrappy ones that were in a basement you know, really good at modding their own video games that I would take because that means they're adaptable. And, and, and you're right. The old philosophy students would have had that malleability of thought and, um, out of the box solutions and seeing things from perspectives, but now they're put in cookie cutter boxes at universities and getting a degree in philosophy or psychology or history is simply regurgitating what the professor says and buying his book.
1: You it's know, it's even bad. more than that. It, it's even worse than that because it's regurgitating. It's it's demonstrating an ability to th- not be a critical thinker.
6: Mm-hmm. And what's
1: funny is the people who do that. There's now a field. You have people say, oh, "I majored in critical thinking or critical studies, crit- critical this studies, critical that studies, critical social studies." Well, they're the least in my day. Critical thinking meant that you could explain you understood why you believe the things you did, you could explain it, you could defend it. Well, the people who now use that word are the least critical th- least critical thinkers you can possibly find. They're just idealized. Even Chomsky, I do give him credit. I, I don't want to beat up on Chomsky because I do because,
0: because I was disappointed in him. I, what, you know, a what, lot of people give him he's a commie, he's this, he's that. I was like, he's provocative, he puts thought. But when I saw that interview, what you're referring to, I was like, what happened? Is it you know old age? Is it is it medication? Or no, is it's it, he's a lefty,
1: and I'm, he's no. a he, he grew up, and it just tells you, just like Hugo Chavez, just like Fidel Castro when that kind of a lefty, actually, if they ever have power, they can have all the highfalutin language they want. If they have power, they're monsters. It's the Tigellin-Pierre syndrome. You know why Chomsky, I was told that what Chomsky's really bitter about is he never made any money, you know, he, because none of his theories of linguistics, you know, every decade, Chomsky dramatically changes his theory, has changed his theory, so, but he's a very charismatic guy to a certain type of weak personality. And so he gets all these people following him, then he changes and it like everyone, he <laughs> leaves people and he takes on new. So, but other people in linguistics ended up, their theories ended up making, being money. useful yeah. and they made money as people develop. You know, the one that turned out to work was the whole statistical approach. Right. Statistical and it turns out Chomsky's generative grammar, all that stuff, none of it has any application. It's never, it's never helped anything in. Well, I, I
0: think one of his theories actually helped me when we were getting into machine learning, but for computational linguistics, like the foundations of it in the theoretical aspect. But you're right; he is bitter that he didn't make money. He's known as just a guy. Well, all
1: and- these other people in linguistics did because their theories turned out to have. To work, and his was is just empty. But anyway, I saw him a couple years ago. I shouldn't rag on him. He's an old man that I want to respect, just because of whatever. But you know, the same with a lot of Mar- you know, with Marxists in general. Not that he would call himself a Marxist, but he is. Their understanding of the past is often really solid. What they would want to do is terrible. But their understanding of, you know, the left is often correct about the problems, just incorrect about the solutions. Chomsky, though, about two years ago, I saw a video where he said, I don't understand why people are going to college to learn this intersectional blah, blah, blah. You can really learn it. They're going into debt. Two hundred (laughs) thousand dollars is to learn this ideology. It has no predictive power, no scientific rigor, no scientific rigor. And. Uh. You can really learn it in five minutes. Why are people spending four years in college learning this kind of stuff? I saw Chomsky say that. So, And I try to give him, you know, actually, Chomsky's, Chomsky's basic theories about the U.S. foreign policy is that it was captured by elites that are by corporate elites. As mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. I guess I think he's right about that. I think he, he's is. he is. He is but he's what the kind of world he wants to build is a is a Chavista kind of world where some small intellectual types get to make decisions for everybody else. Well, you know, you know but-
0: after Chomsky said that, do you know that there were a bunch of professors that wrote fake papers to peer review journals about gender studies and, oh, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that and they made No, 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 they actually made really weird ones like People that should be tied by a leash, and that they did an experiment. It was all fake. Have you seen that? Oh, I'll yeah. send you the video. You told, if, have you seen that? That was they got inspired by what Chomsky said, and they were like, "We're just gonna write a." bunch of fake research as professors just to see if they'll take anything and anything that made the white people bark like dogs or put them in chains or anything like that. They just accepted it as new and revolutionary and they were publishing crap and they were like, damn Chomsky was, I'll send you the link. I died because I'm a nerd and I like this stuff, but I was laughing when other people would be like, oh, you know, I found the humor behind it, but I, I agree that he yeah. The there e-mail. was something
1: called the so-called I think it was called the so experiment. Back it was more like 15 years ago, but I know this was what you're talking about happened more recently. But back about 15 years ago, a few professors got together and did this. I think it was called SOKOL, so-called where he was a physic one guy was a physic theoretical physicist. So he wrote some paper to uh you know a, a, a critical critical you know uh Academic journal where he wrote a paper about how quantum mechanics is actually white male patriarchy, blah blah blah, and it used all the correct words from that discipline, and it brought in you know words from uh, theoretical physics, and ph- but it was all garbage physics. It was all fake. It was anyone right. who knew any physics would have known it was all fake. It was all put on, and he submitted this, and it got and it got published. And it was a big, it was a big deal because it was a complete garbage article that made no sense, and yet it got published. and then, then it happened again. You're right, just a couple few years ago. Wait, wait, wait!
0: I have it. Here's five minutes. Uh, please, uh, please mute yourself if you're going to laugh. Okay? okay, it's on grievance studies. I, it's a five minute clip. I found it. It is like one of my most favorite. February nineteenth, twenty eighteen. Okay, check this out.
6: Is the light okay in
0: here? Let me unmute it.
5: I just read my email. We have our first win. The dog park paper has been accepted. They don't know. We're about to tell them. Gotta
6: read you something. Dear Dr. Helen Wilson, <laughs> I have now closely considered the revisions of your manuscript, dog park, and
1: will,
6: <laughs> and will recommend its publication in Gender, Place, and Culture. You have done very good work to address the issues your reviewers <laughs> raised and have clarified your arguments. Thank you for your contribution to Gender, Place, and Culture, and I hope to be seeing your manuscript in print. Yours truly a PhD managing editor Gender, <laughs> Place, and Culture. We have an accepted paper in the number one feminist geography journal.
5: Since approximately June of 2017, I, along with two other concerned academics, Peter Bergoshan and Helen Pluckrose, have been writing intentionally broken academic papers and submitting them to highly respected journals in fields that study gender, race, sexuality, and similar topics. We did this to expose a political corruption that's taken hold of the university. By this point, several of these papers have been accepted in highly respected journals, and one that claims that dog-humping incidents can be taken as evidence of rape culture has been officially honored as excellent scholarship. I'm not going to lie to you. We had a lot of fun with this project.
6: The reviewers are worried that we didn't respect the dog's privacy. That's the concern. We respected the (laughs)
5: temple. But don't let that lead you to believe that we're not addressing a serious problem. If you have a few minutes, I'll try to explain. To be clear up front, we think studying topics like gender, race, and sexuality is worthwhile, and getting it right is extremely important. The problem is how these topics are being studied right now. A culture has developed in which only certain conclusions are allowed, like those that make whiteness and masculinity problematic. The fields we're concerned about put social grievances ahead of objective truth. So as a simple summary, we call the problem Grievance Studies. To test the depth of this problem, my collaborators and I dedicated ourselves to a one-to-two-year secret project targeting top Grievance Studies journals with an agreement to publicly release our findings, no matter what the outcome. We started officially on August 16th, 2017, and by Thanksgiving, we were in trouble. We had begun ambitiously and mostly stupidly. Our first papers were really only suited to test the hypothesis that we could penetrate their leading journals with poorly researched hoax papers. That wasn't the case, and we were wrong for thinking we might be able to. So by late November, it looked like all we'd accomplish is ruining our reputations.
4: If this doesn't achieve anything,
1: it would actually frighten me.
5: We needed to change our approach So we walked back from the hoaxing and began to engage with the existing scholarship in these fields more deeply. This led us to learn a lot more about the inner workings of grievance studies.
6: The best I can tap into is that there's this kind of like religious architecture in their mind where privilege is sin, privilege is evil. And then they've identified education as the place where it has to be fixed. So you can come up with these really nasty arguments like let's put white kids in chains on the floor at school as an educational opportunity. And if you frame it in terms of overcoming privilege, and then you you frame their their resistance, that, that they won't want this to happen to them, that they would complain about this. If you frame that in terms of, oh, they only complain about that because they're privileged and they can't handle it because their privilege made them weak, then it's right in.
5: paper started getting in.
6: You have f- got to be f- me that this happened.
5: By March, With two papers accepted and one published, it would be fair to say that we had become accepted grievance scholars. By June, it was three, with one having been officially honored by the journal as excellent scholarship. By July, it was five. By August, seven. This shouldn't have been possible. So far, what we're learning is rather astonishing, but the data we've gathered require more analysis to fully comprehend. What appears beyond dispute is that making absurd and horrible ideas sufficiently politically fashionable can get them validated at the highest levels of academic grievance studies.
6: We rewrote a section of Mein Kampf as intersectional feminism, and this journal has accepted it. Social work.
5: This is deeply concerning, because the work of grievance scholars goes on to be taught in classes, to design educational curricula, to be taken up by activists, to influence how media is produced, and to misinform journalists and politicians about the true nature of our cultural realities. No one tolerates this sort of corruption when they find out an industry is funding biased research to make itself look a certain way. The same scrutiny should apply to research when it pushes a political agenda. And we have uncovered enough evidence to suggest that this corruption is pervasive among many disciplines, including women's and gender studies, feminist studies, race studies, sexuality studies, fat studies, queer studies, cultural studies, and sociology.
0: So I'll stop it right there. just had a minute. But did you see... They literally wrote a paper of chaining white students to the floor. And he said, if we were to frame it in a way that they're resisting because of privilege, they accept it. Like this is where society is right now. That, that, that stupidity that you saw coming out of philosophy students is because of this. It's because the professors are doing that.
1: I saw 40 years ago, this, uh, well, 19, 34 years ago, I was at Cambridge. And I picked up, I was something called a Marshall Scholar. Do you even know what that is anymore? (laughs) Anyway, they, uh, and I picked up a book on Marx. It was around all these Marxists. It had been four or five years since I studied Marx. I thought, gee, I got to brush up. Went to the bookstore. I find a bunch of books on Marx, but the one that looked most scholarly and well-written I took was Marxism by a guy named Tom Sowell and didn't know anything about him. So I I read the book, wrote him a nice letter saying, you know, like I used, I used to write authors and I wrote him a nice letter and he sent me this book called markets and minorities. And I thought, Oh, the guy knows about Marx. He knows something about minorities. And then we kept corresponding. Eventually he sent me his book, a conflict of visions. And that changed my life. And I had no idea. Tom soul is as, as black as black gets guys you know, sharecroppers grandson from the South or something. Well, anyway, this book, which is only a hundred, 124 pages, Milton Friedman call you know calls it like this economic jewel. It's the most amazing book. And I would say I was probably an early believer, not in the crazy woke stuff, but like any college student, I would I would have put my politics like that of a typical college student, left to center, not crazy, but I accepted what I accepted foundationally what everybody is taught now is axiomatic. I accepted that there must be systemic racism, and that explains this, that. Well, Tom Sowell. This book is so amazing. This is a reprint. It's not like, not a reprint. It's like 800 bucks to find one of these books. This is an old copy of mine. And he just analyzes everything like an economist would. And it started teaching me. There's just a completely different way to view the world. Everything people think they understand about race. So I do think, of course, that in US history, how the treatment of the Native Americans and blacks were, of course, you know, the two awful, we, we blotted our copybook, as they say, you know all you know with those two things. I also like to point out within three generations of our founding, we ended slavery, and within that had been around ten thousand years. And within four generations, we ended it for the whole world. But so you got to take that into account too. But anyway, this book shows how everything that is taken as axiomatic now by the woke left about systemic racism and stuff—it's all total garbage. It doesn't stand up to any data, any analysis of data. Take two, you know, for example, take two. A black man, black woman, married, both have a college degree. What is their earnings versus a white? Well, this book is 40 years old. Turns out their earnings versus a white uh, college-educated male and female was like 105%. In other words, at any education level, black people will earn just as much as white. The problem is the educational uh, difference in achievement, which doesn't has nothing to do with biology or anything. It has to do with what's going on in our school system and the teachers and all kinds of things that are wrong with it. But the whole thing turns out you don't need to explain the differential. You don't need to appeal to anything about racism. The whole thing can be explained in terms of educa- uh, educational accomplishment, which means to fix things. It, it has, it's everything that happens up to age 18 is the problem. It isn't that they get out in the world after 18 or 22 after college, and then they face all this racism and there's all this differentials. Actually, you get out in the world and if you control for the for just the educational achievement, everything comes out showing we aren't a racist society at all. So the problem is not, but you do get these big differentials that, and the differentials aren't driven because the society is racist. It's driven because of the difference in education by the time, so which led me to think, gee, the way to fix everything, instead of it's not about racism, it's about fixing the education system. Why is it failing Black people so badly? Which it is. And by the way, lest anyone jump to some sort of biological explanation, uh, there's a there's a wonderful study that was done in Germany on the children of US GIs. And GIs, of course, go over there and they end up getting married to German Frau lines and having children. And some of them are are white, and some of them are black. And so they grow up. The kids grow up in German society, and there's absolutely no difference in iqs or educational achievement which tells us it's not a biological or innate thing something's going on in our society that means that black people and again the numbers are from 40 years ago so it should all be updated but the educational achievement and so what you really have to do to fix it is fix the education system and if you could all these other issues would wash out but i don't blame that that differential isn't something to blame on black people it's blame some Something's gone wrong in our education system that it's it's creating much less education for black people than it does for whites. And then if you look at, as Thomas Sowell points out, if you look at it, well, it turns out that the people who are at the top of the scale are Jewish, Chinese, Filipino, Korean, hmm. and black people whose either descent come from, you know, Irish and Italian and Polish are sort of really sort of 100 to 115 percent of average, the people who are way at the top aren't white at all. So you can't blame it on white privilege. And in fact, if you look at Black people who are either um, children of immigrants from West Indies, like the Caribbean, or Africa, they turn out to be, as well as Black people who trace their ancestors back to somebody who was freed before the Civil War, they turn out to do very well. So you can't tell, like, better than Irish and Italians. So it's, taught, look, when you look at the top of the list and you start thinking white, you realize white privilege doesn't make any sense because the people at the top of the list aren't white. Well, Jews are white, but Koreans, Chinese, Japanese, what do they have in common along with children, you know, immigrants from Nigeria and immigrants from Haiti? What do they all have in common? There's something in common that they all do really well, that they all have. And it turns out to be it's a, and it even applies to black people, but who have that that in common too. So the point is the top of the earnings list is not held by whites. So you can't call it white privilege. When you look at it and you start, you realize how silly the concept of white privilege is because the people at the top of the ladder aren't the whites. It's anyone who comes from cultures where, well, I would have to have, uh, well, it's where education is highly valued, and it turns out there are pockets within the black community, like from the West Indies and Africa, as well as as well as Jews and Chinese and Koreans and Japanese and such. And children or offspring of people who trace their um, their ancestors back to blacks who were freed before the Civil War, they have one level of respect for education that meant that's what's driving. So it isn't white privilege. What's put you at the top is. Your, your cultural affinity for education seems to be the common denominator of all the groups who rise to the top. Even, and few of them are white. Only one of them is white, Jewish. All the rest were other people. Right. It's, so it isn't white privilege. It's, it's something else entirely.
0: Well, you we know, when, when, I, when it, I was, before I, I was tapped and, and actually swore into the Navy, I was uh, part-timing, I guess, with the embassy. And I was at the University of Indianapolis, and I was uh, at at their campus there, and I was taking some ethics classes. I was a huge fan of Henry Thoreau. Uh, You know, I love, you know, everything. But um, the class that the embassy had suggested I take is something that was more about, it was kind of like a seminar thing where you do ethical dilemmas. Right, where you get like you know the trolley experiment, yep. you know, right? That That's stuff. Yeah, and um, I, I would solve my problems using equations. Uh, logic proofs, you know, P and or Q, I would use math to answer the questions. I guess that's why they fast, <laughs> they, they fast tracked me to where I went <laughs> probably. But, um, that was a course that was actually taught by someone at the, from, from our embassy there. And I found it fascinating how these dilemmas, uh, show, you know, who you are. And he hated Thoreau right he <laughs> hated Thoreau uh, like with a passion and i was like how can you hate someone that would say that you always have to aim above morality that was one of his quotes aim above morality be not just good but be good for something and i think if if people actually di- dissected that statement that Thoreau made you know i know they see him as an anarchist cuz he did the whole civil disobedience thing but I think we should invoke a little bit of Thoreau, especially at this time, and tell people that don't aim just to be a good person. Aim to be good for something, you know, to do good. Um, and, you know, speaking of philosophy, right, because I could get into that. I've, I, I don't think I've done many philosophy segments on my, we should do one, Patrick. We should do one day where we just crack down on these, you know, philosophy, these ethical dilemma experiments, um, and how they apply today, because right now we're undergoing one globally with these. Um...
1: You know, what's really economically what's happened is the system. We're coming to the end of a hundred year cycle that starts with the fractional reserve banking. And from a stable coin now. And then gets to uh, deficit Keynesian deficit spending And a banking system and a Wall Street that is so divorced from reality that we have a hundred-year bubble ready to burst, and the elites know it. And when it bursts, that top ten percent, what they're trying to do is seize all the power of authority now, so it can burst, and the immiseration of the world happens, and they retain their privilege at the top. That's that's what I think is happening all over the world with the top. I hope they don't.
0: I hope they don't keep their privilege, Uh, you know, because I, I think the that. That era is over. I personally think it is. I think it's an era of being scrappy and back to the basics of community and uh, coupling that with more uh, better technology. You know, we need to start focusing as a nation, I think, in the next four to six years, the only focus should be is in owning our own sovereign identities so that way we can deploy blockchain systems, uh, you know, throughout as, as new infrastructure. I think that should be the infrastructure, but the first thing we have to do is allow people to own their identities, and that's something
1: we don't. But there's a way, there's a blockchain way to do it. It's a, it's a coin called Sovereign, S O V R I N. The project behind it, who is it? I forget the name, the project behind Sovereign, but there is a blockchain solution, but the, the self-sovereign identity where you own your identity, not governments, and then you... Uh, and then you own all the information about yourself, and you're determining what gets shared. as that, you That's go what to we hospital. need.
0: To, yes, that's what There's we need. A technological
1: need to, solution based in blockchain that can accomplish that. Well, I,
0: I think Estonia has one of the best ways of using blockchain technology uh, as their government infrastructure. I'm am actually quite shocked when looking into them. I think oh, yeah. even Alderman, you know, went down there to to to, to do the speeches. Uh, That's how I was like, wow. So he knows that he's a really smart guy, by the way. Um, But I think that that the the next the next, you know, once President Trump is back in office, I think we need to invest a lot in people, um, you know, owning their own identity. So that way we can create the infrastructure uh, within our nation, because hearing people now in Congress and the Senate talking about stablecoin and digitizing everything, it makes me wonder. I don't want Facebook, YouTube, and some random MIC entity and me not being able to dispute it or distribute it as I like. Uh, so
1: They're, now they have shown, they've really revealed who they are. Well, we're going to get one more bite at the apple in 37 weeks, and we have to win in 37 weeks. We're going to need people to volunteer and work in the precincts. What just happened in Virginia can happen in 50 states. We shocked people by taking back Virginia, both the the legislature and the governorship. And I'm not a Republican, so when I say that, I say we, but we took it away from the Democrats, and I am a non-Democrat. So that can happen, and that happens simply because... They flooded the precincts with observers who were trained and qualified, and they were able to keep there from being mischief. We're going to do it in 50 states coming up, and we are counting. We at the America Project are counting on the Tory Says community because we're going to need men Yeah,
0: I know. We have a we have a rep that's,
1: that's – you, know, you can out. say Youngkin is a WEF puppet, but let me tell you, you know, people uh, – wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. People keep talking about the WEF, right? Mm-hmm. Let's hold on. Do you guys know what you're talking about? You want to talk WEF? That's all over Hunter Biden's laptop, isn't it, Patrick? It's in almost every other email. I haven't ever looked. I haven't ever taken a look at Hunter Biden's laptop. I have, and it's in there. So I I don't know why people keep talking about the World Economic Forum. I mean, all of these world anything need to be quashed, and we need to just, you know, every nation needs to look at their own nation and do what's right for their own nation and then come to the table. That's my idea. What do you think? That's what I think. I, I don't want to talk WEF because I get upset because the right's now pushing that that notion, and that's a lefty push because they own that. So anyway, uh, what t- tell me about um, Junkin and how uh, successful that was in Virginia.
1: Well, listen, he came – let me tell you, people should be more – I hate when people, frankly, in our movement are just like, well, Joe knows Tim, and Tim – knows billy and billy worked here and so yeah, that means this is world doesn't world doesn't work that Not way like so youngkin yeah. so was he was the i think the carlisle group and which was one of these big things he got passed over for the ceo position and he thought he deserved it and he left and he's a pissed off guy and he's gone to virginia to become governor he is well, I, I thought he was a rhino too, but then he went in in Virginia and he went in like a wrecking ball. I thought he's gone in beautifully in Virginia. So people can't have this simplistic thing. Oh, this uh, Patrick Byrne was on the Council on Foreign Relations. That means this. I And my, you know, you know, lesbian it, dance people. It's silliness. I know all kinds of people. You can't believe the people. You, know, you can't just say, well, this guy knows this guy and then, and Kissinger and this guy's had breakfast with Kissinger once and here's a picture. So all this stuff, it doesn't work. The world doesn't work that way. They just, just sound silly. So the fact that Youngkin came from the Carlisle group may mean something. But the fact that he got passed over and left real bitter and became the governor of Virginia may tell you something else entirely. That guy may want to go in. And put a stake through the heart of the system that passed him over. When people get passed it's over. It's not just a Passover.
0: Maybe he just saw things he didn't like too. Just like me. I saw a lot of things. And you know, it's always the person on the inside that flips, right?
1: Yeah. And then you have to know, you know, Trump knew Epstein. You know, every, everybody knows somebody in those circles. Look, I've moved in those circles. I've met all, I've shaken the hands of all the people you can imagine. Uh, uh, th- you know, the, the thrill of that were 20, 25 years ago. I've met all these kinds of people, and, and uh, you know, so yeah, it's it's the
0: way commies work, though. Commies work with the guilt by association things. Yeah, you know, that's a CIA thing too. That's how they push the grift thing. You know, you're associated with this person, therefore, and it's like you, you know, you need to stop because then you're just you're just stagnant as a nation. Now, uh, speaking of um, what we're going to be doing with the observers, you know, I observed the elections in Cuyahoga County. One of the only blue counties uh, in Ohio, and there was funny business, you know, like crazy. Even though,
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank <no>. you, Stop Central. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's why. Uh, and your old, what is your take on your old friend Bergie these days, to whom you introduced gosh. me to? Who, who oh does a bunch of that kind of stuff?
0: Well, you know what? You know, he he started his whole spiel because he was bitter right? And I was working on a project with Millie and Gavin in regards to the shadow net, you know, interactive interactive internet activities. And as I was looking, I was like, hey, you know, I remember this guy that filed something about that. You know, I thought that he would have gotten the whistleblower coverage, but he was a contractor. And I was like, listen, he got fired because he was busy with hookers in South Korea, but found out that someone was a pedo and use that as an excuse as to why he didn't do his job. Um, you know, you should, you should, you should interview him. So I put them in touch and everything was great. You know, he was broke. He's, he's constantly doing the same kind of spiel. Like I got, you know, I, they did me wrong. He's upset because he helped create the software that they're making millions on and he's made nothing on it. Right. They made a lot of money off of what he helped me and I get it. And I said, he's kind of salty, but now everyone's an asset. And if they don't buy his book, And nobody, you know, listens to his key, Tam, the world is going to hell.
1: Right. Um, And the fact that he doesn't think that because he met me in a hotel room and told me about his lawsuit, But I didn't file it for him or something. That means that I'm a plant from the world at Klaus Schwab.
0: Patrick, he was in the room. We were talking about something else. I because he was in a bad place, I asked him to come with me to pull IP data from Hunter Biden's emails. Like, can you scrape it for me? Because I got a lot to do. If you can do that for me, that would be great. I'll task you for it. The guy like went and raised money from my audience claiming that he was coming to help me. He didn't help me. And then when he sat in a room with people, all he could tell them was, people just need to buy my book and you need to push my key tam. So, cause the mayor's not pushing his key tam, Now the mayor's bad too i mean is yeah, everybody you, you, know, you know you just don't and then general flynn's bad because you know what i even called him out he was like i dm general flynn on twitter in 2017 and he was like yeah i'll look into it and he didn't get back and I was like, in 2017 he was under the microscope they were giving his life a colonoscopy and they were threatening to throw him in jail unless he lied about trump they were going to go after his kids like are you kidding Are you listening? He's like, I don't care. My thing, if people listen to me, everything would be solved. And it's like, uh, you know, any person that he's approached that doesn't talk about him only and get things. I mean, he sent me, listen to this. He sent me a text in October saying, if you don't get me in front of the J6 committee, I'm going to destroy you. And then he started talking crap about my kid. Like oh yeah! See,
1: we're learning certain yeah. things. Once people do any—oh, that's right—I remember that now. Sorry. Yeah. About no. It's does their certain. It's like Lynn Wood. You know, he's one of these guys, and Oatman—they go around taping people. Look, I like, Lin people.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I like Lynn Wood. Okay. yeah. Okay. You like? Know,
1: what's funny? I liked him too. I'll confess this. No, I, I still spent like. Two- him. I, I like him always. I I met him down in Tamotley. I like weird people. I like you. People think that it's strange. You and I are friends. I think you're. I think mean we spent that, two nights in Tamotley. I kind of got a kick out of the guy. He was a real Southern gentleman, and so a year later, I was actually feeling sorry for the guy, like he's off. the I'll call him. CNN was getting up my nose, and I thought I'm going to go see CNN because Chris Cuomo was night after night talking to me to talk about me. I thought, gee, I'll go and get Lynn Wood, and we'll go. They may. I'll make an appointment to go see CNN and intimidate them with Lynn Wood. I thought it was pretty fun as hell. I called the guy to ask if he would take part in it. I ended up in this conversation about. I had crazy social media stuff. I didn't even know about, but so yeah, we got crosswise. And then since then, I know I hear, I don't follow him, but I hear that he, I mean, about once a month, I'll make the mistake, go, go on his channel and find, and I find, so, but it's, it's the truth is it's like with Burger. There's no reason to be mad at Burger. He's clearly got a, He's, he's not well. Yeah, he's not, he, not I know,
0: well. I know, I know. We know that. I know that. But but regardless, it doesn't make it okay. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, but and it doesn't I'm, make it
1: evil too. Because no, regardless. it
0: doesn't. And, I, and, and I'm going to tell you, I Lynn Wood has stayed within his um, word and the way he is. Uh, he's quirky. He's intelligent. He's fun. He's feisty. He's fiery.
1: But doesn't he say like stuff everyone, about Mike Flynn and say Mike
0: uh, – Listen, he listens to social media. Let's 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 take a step back. You know, there were people that supposedly debrief me that were working for General Flynn. Right. Supposedly. and, And they're saying things and they've served with him. You know, and they would never have said things. There's a lot of people like that. People get divisive, and the only way to destroy good is to divide it. And, you know, I love everyone with their good and their bad. And I think if everyone had the same approach and not listened to trolls, you know, then it would be a better place.
1: So, yeah. Bergy, it's easy. It's, I get mad when I've heard some of these things he has said about you. I don't know what he says about me other than I know it's not nice. But I, I think the same thing with Bergy. He just needs some magic. He, he,
0: filed, he filed an FBI complaint saying that you and I have colluded to destroy his book sales. I kid you not. Like, the FBI, whoever got it, you know they're both looking at us anyway. I and didn't they're know probably, that, yeah. <laughs> he did. It's and so funny. All these <laughs> things I get accused like, of, I hear it there. No, <laughs> no. With the, we colluded to destroy his book sales. And I'm thinking, I just I just can't imagine the person that took that intake form puts your name in puts my name in. And they're like, yeah, we have active surveillance on these people. This is so stupid. This guy is so dumb. And it's like, and in his, in his mind, he thinks it's the right thing that he did something awesome. And I'm like, he's insane. There's no way you can see any awesomeness from that. And then one day I was in New York, um, uh, in meetings and it was 11 o'clock at night and I had texts from all my listeners. Oh my gosh, Bergy just did a stream and he cut it off saying he's going to Tamatley, and y- you need to warn Lynn Wood, you know, because he packs all the time and he's not really well. Right. And everyone freaked out. I hadn't seen it. And he was like, how dare they? I could have just went there and drank lemonade from streams at Tamat." Like he was just being weird. It's just, it's just bizarre. But see Burgie's just one of many of these types of characters right that talk so much smack right and the thing is if you bother with stupidity they bring you down to their level and they beat you with experience because they're dumb you know so it's sometimes you fall into them and i
1: just decided months ago not even to pay any attention to these guys and we're focused on the mission and i don't want to get caught up in cat fights with people i you know no good deed goes unpunished. I called Lynn Wood to try to do something nice for her around Thanksgiving. I have no idea that that it yeah. was, there was a bunch of other stuff going on. And I'd be it's just it's fine it's if it's I never allowed to gets influenced,
0: So everyone gets influenced, Patrick. Our circles influence us. We like it or not. I get influenced by random trolls that tell me who I am. Do you know that on Truth Social, I kid you not, Ali Akbar and his trolls that went in with the beta thing took my handle. Thank God. I trademarked it. Tori says, and put my name and put stolen valor on there. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Like this on truth? I mean, they violated true social rules. So that's another
1: thing. Is Truth and social get, up and live.
0: Well, it's supposed to be up and live now, but it's like kind of delayed, but I saw that. And I was like, this is crazy. Like he would take my name, which literally says, do not squat and take people's stuff. Right. They took my name just to maim me. I mean, they lose that account anyway because I've got a trademark on my name, like literally for social media. I filed that on April 17th. So I have that. I got that. So I'm going to take it. But the thing is, is why would they go ahead and do it? This is how they operate. They cause hate and division. And then, you know, I think, Patrick, Let's pretend anything, that I'm like a horrible person, I'm John Brennan's sidekick, and that I'm working for Obama. Let's just pretend all these theories are correct, okay? I'm actually in court with Dominion trying to get some drag, some truth out, right? Why would you attack someone that's doing that if you're supposed to be for your nation?
1: And a bigger question is, why would you, who's doing something so okay. important, spend <laughs> 10 seconds thinking and worrying about it, just like I really don't spend... Anytime. Sorry that our conversation even went towards these. No,
0: people. no, but that's that's Let's get okay. Off. Let's get off these yeah, we Let's should. Get off we should. Because nobody can tell us who we are. Actions speak louder than words. And when you see people in a stagnant position making commentaries like couch judges, right? They sit on their couch, couch politicians, right? <laughs> Where they, well, they are misinforming
1: people, but right, who cares? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but they sit on a couch and they know everything and they're just like, I know this and I'm gonna expose this. And it's like, dude, you're showing a like a bunk page. Like, Listen, you know, we have
1: so much stuff coming.
0: I know it's exciting. I, I want
1: to, to. I may give you some of the stuff to release. It's yeah. offshore. I got to send somebody offshore and to paddle out to something and pick something up. But I'm going to give. Uh, you know what I've learned about the WAP? The Wapo. I, I do have to say, Emma Brown, who is a reporter there. I made a deal with her a year ago where I said, as long as you carry. You what I tell you fairly and represent my point of view accurately, you can say anything else you want. You can say all these other people say he's crazy or whatever, just as long as you, you don't twist what I have to say. And I do have to say, Emma generally has followed that. And the stories The Washington Post has written, at least where they concern me, have been OK. But she's really and I just read an article today that she wrote a week or two ago. Hadn't gotten around to reading it. And she left out such salient facts. I'm beginning to think.
0: I sure. told you they're all like agency tabs. I know that for a fact. I, I mean, know the Washington
1: Post. Come is on.
0: It. We know it. It's just a front. But wait till you see my documentary and see what other things
1: are handles for the agency. It's going to be I, incredible. I can tell you something. I used to think that Mr. Trump was not going to run. I think I'm incorrect. I think not only might he run in 2024, 2024 I think that he's. Um, legitimate I, I, don't ways have you I think we have some stuff coming out. I think there is stuff coming out, not we have, but there is stuff coming out that is going to be so disruptive to the, that there's, and so, which is why the last thing I want to have happen is any January 6th, but with 18 wheelers, because that sets us back another. It sets us back for it, for good. So we'll I can let you in, in on
0: something. I can let you on something. So I've been studying code and the Constitution, and I'm and I've been studying like crazy. One because I want to get to Letitia in New York that keeps attacking Trump. But two, I want to see if there's a way that we can impeach the president by bypassing Congress and the Senate.
4: How can you there's pass be,
0: well, there's got to be. There's some invocation, and I'm pretty sure I remember being taught this. At a seminar somewhere and I'm still looking through it. I know it's there kind of like how every single lawyer that I spoke to said, if people defame you within your, within a lawsuit, they have privilege, right? Have you heard of that? That they have privilege, litigation privilege. Guess what? No, that's wrong. There was one case that had a shit ton of case law that proves that wrong. That's what I filed with Dominion. That's why I'm really happy right now. So, you know, there's no litigation privilege. So there's always a way. And the Constitution was so bare bones that there's always a way. And I've been working really hard. And I'm not a legal scholar, but I know how to read. And like I said, I use logic proofs to see if things would stand. So it's kind of like shorthand. I'm trying to put it out. Nope, that's not going to work. And then I'll bounce it off of thousands of people that I have access to and, or other attorneys from different. I mean, you know, I hang out with a drone attorney. You're yeah. going to be like, he does drones, yet he's a genius in his own way. So, um, we're going to find a way because I'm not patient for 2024. And if I'm putting myself out there, you know, it's a big deal. Um, I want to talk about other stuff that are political, but I can't because I get monetized on one of my platforms that I stream on. So I don't want the FEC going, but you know, I do have iq you know, I've been in the Mensa international since I was five, right? My, IQ when I was five was two sixteen. it was off the charts. That's why I was recruited for programs. I was off the charts, super smart. Hence why I don't like authority much, but I like structure, which is very contradicting and I'm an introvert rather than an extrovert. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but you know, I focus on, uh, trying to find solutions rather than focusing on the problems. And I really wish that if a lot of people out there that claim that they're trying to help their nation focused on solutions to the problems, uh, we wouldn't, we would be a lot done now. We would be done with everything right now. So, um, what do you think instead of 2024, what do you think? May.
1: Well, uh I think that things could get so bad that the new Congress could impeach. I think that there are ways where, you know, I, I'll put it this Do way. You
0: think it, we're going to take the House?
1: Yeah, we're going to take the House. We're going to... House yeah. ...and the Senate. And we could take it theoretically big enough that they could... You know, the House can make Donald Trump... The, the Speaker of the House doesn't have to be elected. They can just make him Speaker of the House and impeach the people in front of them, They've had, will they get a Senate that will go along with it? Is it possible that the Democrats yeah. do so badly that they lose the sadly or that even Democratic senators will be ready to to convict Biden? It depends on what comes out. I don't know. Or there are absolutely, there's stuff coming out that is so discrediting.
0: Patrick, I wrote an article that he literally smuggled an illegal alien with the assistance of Secret Service and DHS from the southern border with the help of the cartels in Chihuahua. And I had the emails tracking the whole plan of smuggling this Ukrainian dude to come to Washington, D.C. And he's not in jail. Like, you know. There's worse stuff. There's worse stuff. Yeah, but it's like a paper trail from the first email. It was a year plan. He planned this. He organized it with cartels to smuggle the Ukrainian to meet with Biden and Obama in DC. And there's a picture of it. And nobody says anything that all these federal agencies, from you know, Border Patrol to Secret Service and DHS, they did nothing.
1: Listen, let me, I'm going to get off. Let me give you one hint for your people to listen to, to, to look for. There was an FBI raid of a Democratic congressman named Henry Quaylor. This is in the press. Quaylor is from down along the border, Democrat. We and talked he,
0: about it.
1: You've talked on your show?
0: Yeah, of course I have.
1: And this guy has been laundering money through a duty-free operation in Miami to Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. And I, I suggest people pay very – and he's on the House committee that sort of visits – he's made like five trips there, study group on Azerbaijan. And people pay attention to that. The FBI has raided his congressman and said he's involved in in money laundering through Miami to Azerbaijan. That's going to intersect with other stories.
0: I know. People Which know. One? And people, I know.
1: And when it all intersects, it's all going to get clear. Okay
0: yeah no, I know which one you're talking about too. I know the story. I could see it in your face. <laughs> see, you can't see mine, but I'm smiling and I have biscuit next to me my fifteen year old cat just
1: he's he's I'm a cat guy. you know that
0: yeah, I know okay, see, I,
1: gotta, I gotta move on i got I got logs to cut and and uh yeah super- and then
0: we can yeah. talk tomorrow about that other stuff we were talking about earlier on the phone.
1: I'd love to. Always the love. Trucks. We the talk trucks. three times a day. We need more the time to go.
0: Yeah, the trucks.
1: Okay. I'll yeah. Talk listen. Think real hard about this trucks thing. I, I have a lot of misgivings about it. I'm not ready to say. I'm against I'm it. I'm ready to say anyone who's for it. Please, absolutely, don't go inside the Beltway. And I'm not even sure I'm down with, with a with the DC as a as a rallying point. Even the Beltway. I think that we should. We're handing a hostage to fate. I think that we need to really think about this con- these convoys and maybe reach. And well, try- Ali
0: Alexander is in on it. And by yeah. the way, why would Nunes identify, like, give him two accounts with verified check marks on Truth Social? Like, this is the guy that, oh, gosh. It's like it's it, it blows my mind. Everything's so compartmentalized but the minute he said he was behind it and he's helping organize I was like oh my god. He's
1: Alexander saying yeah. he's helping organize yeah. the Congress.
0: Yeah, he did. He said the that founder stopped feels supports the truck something something. He posted it my my audience was the one that that um put it up. And I didn't that, see
1: it. Anything he is associated with stay away from. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. And if he's out pro co- truck convoy, that makes yeah, my that's decision true. for me. Hey, that's,
0: that's what I said, because he put it out there. They put it on my telegram. He posted it on He posted it not on Twitter on gap because uh, that's all he has in his um, private thing. But I've been very silent on it. And people have been asking me about the truckers and I'm just not responding to it because uh, I'm watching it. I never I never ever get on it, but it's a big trap.
1: It's a big trap. I think this is a big trap and everyone has to be very, very careful at best. And I really want people to, I'll have an official position in about 24 or 48 hours after I've studied it more carefully, but I think it may be a huge trap. And the only way
0: to not make it a trap, it has to be organized and vetted by one select group of people that they can't say oh well this group is going to help us let's get in like there's these rise up organizations all over the nation and rise up is almost like time's up and they cooperate with Kamala Harris and Jesse Smollier there's like so many factions it's ridiculous so um, uh, you know the truckers know and the truckers are a little bit concerned too they don't want info we don't need another J6 like I said it would probably
1: be a J6 2.0 so um, I'm, a, I'm afraid it's a J6 supersized because you're talking about 18 wheelers, so anything can happen and deaths yes. and destruction, it could be so much bigger. Yeah, the
0: fire that they're pushing says America Project on it, they said. I'm looking at the chat.
1: The all said- Alexander. No,
0: America, America Project is listed on the press release with the People's Convoy. It's well, a, we've had
1: conversations. Yeah. I'm, not, yes. I'm not aware that we, there's been any authorization. Let me look into that. We may be... Yeah. We're going to well, look at that. Well, let me talk to the... I, I need, to to, need to talk to... We need to
0: talk to... I spoke with some of them at the thing too. And I said the same thing. I'm concerned because there's groups that are approaching you to assist and there's specific groups that I've observed, uh, you know, cause harm to the J6. You know, they... You know, and it's for self-profit. It's not- Ale-
1: Ale- yeah. At the very least, what Ali Alexander is, is a guy that whenever something gets going, he jumps in front and tries to make it his and mm-hmm. sets up fundraising and collects money and you don't know where the money goes. That's the most benign interpretation of Al Alexander. Right. I think there may be other skullduggery
0: uh, yeah. I, I I gave you some pictures and stuff um, when I came down there, specifically yeah. with with certain people so it's 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 quite interesting. we'll see. but what we want to do is make our voices heard. and I think maybe a new wave of lawfare you know would be in you know ready to go, and that's something that I've been working on with New York in regards to New York centric stuff. and then uh, you know my little project where I'm trying to remember that loophole. Um, that can be invoked. And then, you know, there's a lot of people grand juries going on too. Have you seen that stuff?
1: Yeah, I have. I don't and I'm a friend that. of a guy named, I'm a friend of a guy who says this grand jury, well, not the people's grand jury. It turns out grand juries, sitting grand juries have extraordinary powers. they, if if you're on a grand jury, you can actually have. You don't need a prosecutor to bring your case. Your grand jury can look into anything it wants. It turns out it's, it hasn't been used in a hundred years. That's but it's, I'm, I'm hoping that people on official grand juries can start using their powers to look into what they want to. That's listen. what
0: I'm saying. People are using people's grand juries when they can tap their own local grand juries. Yes, there's a loophole where you don't have to be a prosecutor. Yep, that's true. So, yeah. So I'm looking into that too. So not people's grand juries, but directly to the ones that are actually sitting there.
1: Official grand juries turn out, you don't need a prosecutor to bring Yeah, but people are
0: pushing citizen grand juries. That's not what you want. You want actual grand juries.
1: actual grand juries, if people on the grand jury, and usually it's like a six to 18 month term, if you're on a grand jury, you can cause your, there's a book by Jason Hoyt about this whole subject. You can cause your grand jury to go and start looking into things. You don't need a prosecutor. You can bring indictments. It's amazing. The grand jury system, you have power on it. That's what I've been looking at. I know. But it's going to since about the 40s, it's been in disuse, I think. Well, and, but- we
0: can we can dust it off. Why not? We need all the armor, all the ammo we can get uh, with a pen and paper. I've been looking into that because I saw the citizen grand jury. And I was like, why are people doing that? They're just going to call them straw man. We're in the corporation era. We need to look at. Actual laws, and that's what I was looking into here in Ohio, how I can tap the grand jury of the Northern District of Ohio. Um, I've been looking into that myself, Patrick. So.
1: What, listen, tell me what's – did something – I see a bunch of people all hour have been writing about something just got passed in Canada this afternoon. What just happened in Canada? Just Where is it? Let's see. Over was there now, some kind of – did they pass martial law or something?
0: I'm looking. Uh,
1: Oh well, okay. emergency. emergency act.
0: Act. Yeah, was passed again. Is it like a new COVID? Did they recycle the Greek alphabet, or are they doubling them up now? Alpha, alpha.
1: <laughs> passed the emergencies act, 181 to 51.
0: Wow, wow, they extended the emergency act. Oh my gosh, emergency powers. Well, and the UN is there. Okay, thank you for hanging out with us, Patrick. We appreciate your you. Time. Love Love you long time. time. Um, I'll see you. Um, I'll see you when I see you. $5 making you holler. Yeah, I know. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> That's why I always say it. Love you long time.
1: Love you long time. Okay.
0: I'll talk to you later. Thank yeah. you, Patrick. Thank Thanks. You, Thanks. So guys, that was Patrick hanging out with us for a bit. Um, it's always fun to have him on and have discussions cause he's so smart and has so much to contribute. Um, I just wanted to say uh, the conversation about the citizen grand juries, you know, it's a kind of a different um, monster right there. But if we actually target our own grand juries, uh, that is how we can do it. I've been looking into seeing how I can tap the grand jury because they get hired um, and placed on the books for, I think it's like, I think in Ohio it was 12 months when I looked at it. And you can actually go to them. You don't have to be a prosecutor. You can present evidence to them and then you have them do it. So I've been looking into that myself. uh, So that way I can figure out a cookie cutter way so that all of us can do the same thing. So I've been looking at that. So um, stand fast. Cause I'm pretty good at finding solutions. Um, just like I'm finding, trying to find solutions on how we can impeach Biden. And, and that's how I came to the knowledge that I can go to a grand jury without a prosecutor. Uh, so that's where it came up. So you guys can actually go find someone, um, you can actually go yourself with evidence. For me, in the state of Ohio, it would be, you know, Article 1, Section 21. That's like a no brainer, um, just to take it up. So, um, you know, I was, I was hoping that I can get that done sooner, but with Dominion, um, taking the majority of that time. And also, I just have to say, I've been going through something really weird health wise. Um, you know, I, um, I was accidentally taking, my prescription, I think was filled wrongly or something. I took a medication that caused me to swell. Um, and actually I hadn't been treated for it while I was in Canton because I'm wearing like these, um, boots, um, you know, up to my thighs, um, to kind of help with, um, water retention. Cause apparently it was, uh, something to retain water when I wasn't it was supposed to be a vitamin, but anyway, it's um, it's um, super bizarre, and that's why I was um, uh, not in a very good position because I got medication I wasn't supposed to get. Um, it was supposed to be a vitamin, and so I didn't realize it until um, I had you know I have thick thighs, but I was like super thick, like to the point that I was like, I can't bend my knee. And I was like, what's going on here? Um, so, um, you know, it's a good thing that I only took, um, took it like the second time is where I realized it. And it was, um, it was pretty bad, but, I don't wear my machine device, medical device while I'm on air, because it sounds like I probably have a vibrator under my desk, so I can't do that. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to say um, that's um, that's something that I've been going through, too, so I've been a little bit delayed in pumping out most of my research. And... Um, I was grateful to have found some people in Florida that gave me some things. So once, since I'm walking around more and not in pain because of that, and, and, you know, you know, I can wear shoes, (laughs) um, I will start taking that. (laughs) Someone gave me something for the liver that I looked into and it was just incredible, but we'll see. On that note, I want to wish you guys a fantastic evening. Hopefully the Archivist can split the show up into like two parts because it's super long. Um, and that's because I haven't done a show in like, you know, forever and a day. So I uh, appreciate all of you. I can't wait to speak to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. And we're making waves. And like Patrick said... You know, my attorney is getting some really big stuff done, and I'm hoping that this takes it home. Uh, and I hope all of you um, pray for him, pray for his wisdom, and um, just in general, pray and know that we're winning. There's no need to mess it up, and no need to jump into more exact, more kinetic activities when it's not necessary. So on that note, much love. We're totally winning and, you know, whispers, whispers, whispers.
4: So when they hit their mark, and besides in the mean, mean
5: time, I'm just dreaming of telling you.